Welcome to episode eight of Darling So It Goes. I'm Pascal. And I'm Dee. And this week we're talking about finding your life's purpose. I know each week we do let you guys know that if there's a topic you would like to have discussed, you can email us or private message us on social media. And someone did, and I would like to start this episode by reading what she wrote to us. She said, It seems I really never questioned my purpose until the last year of dealing with heart failure and the uncertainties of being on the heart transplant list. This search for my purpose became more present after transplant. My donor gave this beautiful second chance to me, and I feel that there is a purpose behind it. Is it to be here for Paul, John, Kelly, my mom, brothers, father-in-law, brother-in-law, sister-in-law, nieces, nephews, cousins, friends, strangers, or is it something else? I love helping people and feel that that might be my purpose. I love to spend time talking with people and comforting them or cheering them on during difficult health battles, grief, or just listening to individuals talk about their journeys. I truly believe that God or a higher being places people into your life for a reason. I love this purpose, but I still feel there's a greater purpose I should be doing. Or can it be just being there for people is what I'm supposed to do? I have read books on life's purpose, listened to a few podcasts, and chatted with friends about it. Is purpose really about doing or being? Is it about searching for that purpose or just letting your purpose find you? Is your purpose connected to the spiritual world or even something greater? The whole putting it out into the universe is amazing or is it just coincidental? It's like, how could a poster my niece made trigger me to say I will get my heart transplant on St. Patrick's Day and it really happened on that day? Having numbers that mean something to me come up during my heart transplant journey. Is there a purpose behind these coincidences? Oh, yeah. I think that was a fantastic um, question she posed, and I loved how much detail she gave. Yeah. Because um, she is someone that I know personally, Mm -hmm. and she did go through, she had years and years of being in heart failure. And I mean, she's fairly young yeah so she started this journey years and years ago but I know um, anybody who's listening who knows me knows that my dad also had a heart transplant and this person who sent us in this question was had offered herself that give your dad my phone number if he has any questions I'll be happy to talk to him and that's me you know if you have questions or if anything's making you nervous or if you don't understand Um, and she was super sweet and helpful and yeah just to know that on the other side that it it is okay it is okay like it's it's amazing to me when I hear somebody else has gotten a piece of someone else I know that sounds so crude in the way I'm saying it but you know there's some kind of energy that comes with and the responsibility of having someone's heart that you have in your body and it's almost like you think about it and you're like oh my gosh I really have a responsibility of whether it's love or whatever this this person you know if we mimic in ourselves what we're we're 
we have in our thoughts and our mind, you know how we always talk about that, mm-hmm. that it will co- that's in the physical too. Our thoughts can be in ourselves, like almost like there's a blueprint there. There definitely is. And you wonder like if now she's like, maybe this person's energy has helped her bring what she needs to bring now. Yeah. And maybe it was meant to be for her to keep going and she's knowing that this is her you know, somehow it's going to meld together and she's just going to have to find it. Right. And just coming into alignment with herself. And I was thinking about this and thinking about this, and that is kind of the conclusion I drew, is that she is going to have to come into alignment with herself. So I think in order to find your life purpose, it goes back to your breath. It goes back to meditation. Mm -hmm. It goes back to just being still. Yes. And so if you can start to take time out each day to meditate and every couple of days maybe add a minute or add two minutes, the more you practice, the better you will become at it. And it's almost like, like I think it's great that she feels like her life purpose is helping other people through this journey yeah. and that's why she survived yeah. and that's why she got someone's heart yeah. um, because that very well could in itself be a right. life purpose Yeah. but she has this like inkling that there's something else there's something else so that is and that means there might be exactly that to me means there is mm-hmm. not yeah, that I this agree. purpose isn't enough mm-hmm. because it's so enough oh yeah um but she feels like there's something mm-hmm. even greater for her out there that knowing and like she doesn't even realize she's just come into alignment by sensing that that's right you know what i mean in that in that moment she's got to keep paying attention to that and reconnect with that almost daily so then you'll get more information that's the way i feel yeah and we talked last week about um serving others is a great Mm -hmm. way to um, bring your chakras into balance Mm -hmm. and i think that the more she or anyone serves others for this reader or this listener it's you know serving through the transplant journey for other people, it might be service in their church or right. service to children somehow or whatever it be. Continuing on that service yeah. will help open you more right. to other things that are coming down the road. True. But you know what I always say, that little caveat with servicing others, we, I think people take it to the nth degree and feel like they have to serve others and not serve themselves. You know what I mean? And serving yourself isn't a selfish thing. I think we need to remember it's a balance. That's right. That aligning with yourself is service to others because you're aligning with that purpose within that's going to help serve someone else. Do you know what I mean? I do. And it's almost which, which came first, the chicken or the egg. Yes, right. So this is the same kind of thing. They're almost in tangent with each other right. instead of being two separate things. Yes. Because the more you serve the more you, it helps you to come into alignment. The more in alignment you are, the more you can serve. Mm-hmm. And it's just a cycle. Yes. It's the flow that yep. just goes on and on and on. I agree. And if it's one of them is out of balance, you're not going to have that flow. It's gonna, you, and you're going to see that chaos in your life. Yep. I think if you're not balancing both. Yeah. yeah. So one of the books that I read that I am so in love with is Eckhart Tolle, A New Earth. 
and maybe you know Eckhart through The Power of Now. Um, and he's been on Oprah Winfrey on her own network. Um, but this book, A New Earth, is so existential, I guess is the best word for it, that it is almost hard to read. It's a slow read because you really have to digest it. To digest it. And I have to read a couple sentences sometimes and stop and be like, okay, wait. So in my mind, what does that look like? And I try to, you know, work it out before I can move on or I miss this whole point. Yeah. I don't know that I just did a good job of explaining it. No, that makes sense because that's the way I think about these higher level theories that sometimes in order for us to understand the higher level theory, we have to bring it into our mind in a simple way. And you were just saying that recently to me um, was that it's fine to say, you know, you're awakening or you have to come back in alignment with yourself. But what does that mean? Right. In your everyday life. In your everyday life. Yeah. And if you're beginning. What are the practices? What? Right. How? What do you do? How yeah. do you do it? Right. How do you come into alignment? How yep. do you? Yeah, that's a really valid point. So, you know, what I was thinking about is that, you know, we were talking about the higher level theory, higher, higher level theories and then bringing them down to the practical. Sometimes I think maybe people need to understand someone's life and how they walk through their, their walk and, you know, how you told me some of the things you do. I tell people some of the things I did to get to where I am. Not to say that I'm like, or you're, we're not saying that. We're just saying things that we did to help bring our own bodies into alignment. Mm-hmm. That what we feel is alignment for ourselves. And it's going to look different for everybody. But some of those things might be helpful to, for people to understand at a, at a practical level. And right. S- to bring the higher theories once because we've already digested the high some of the higher theories especially since you already looked looked at that Eckhart Tolle book because I agree I listened to the power of I read the power of now and I felt wow it took a lot to kind of walk through some of the stuff but I kind of understood where he's coming from yeah Yeah. and he makes such good points and you know some of it is just too up there too existential for me to really grasp it like I'll feel like I understand it in that moment yeah and then if I tried to retell it I'm like wait wait how did it go you know what I mean so I think until you can understand it digest it, put it into practice, that's when you really start to understand it. Like, what was one thing you took from that book that you actually put into practice? Wow, you're really putting me on the spot here. Um, I would say one thing I took from this that I really put into practice is being more um, in the moment. It's the little things in the moment are all there is, right? So this is an interesting theory, and I think that he's spot on, is that all we have truly is right now, right? So we can think about the future, but that's just a thought. It's nothing tangible. And we can think about the past, but that's also just a thought because there's nothing we can grasp at to, to hold on to it. So we only have our memories of it. But now is when you're sitting on the couch. I just got the chills. Did you? Because it's like that's where matter is is become real. Yes. 
so it's not a thought anymore because you're in you're in the physical matter now. That's exactly right. He talks about that about atoms Weird. and everything in this book. I'm getting the chills. When you get the chills, I have them too in my left leg right now. <gasps> um, but yeah, so he talks about how important it is in the moment to stay in the moment and recognize it. So if you're looking at a flower, look at that flower and take in all the aspects of the flower and realize that that flower is, say, creation. And that flower comes from some other, you know, thought? some other, not a thought. I'm trying to, I can't remember exactly how he said it, but. Like a source? Some other source, some other dimension, some other, it wasn't dimension. But anyway, like, you can just look at a flower and keep walking, but if you actually stop and are mindful of the flower about what it looks like, smells like, what it took for that flower to be there, mm. that's what he's talking about. Oh. So understanding like what it took, for example, for the flower to be there. Um, maybe a bird dropped a seed. Maybe the seed went between rocks, but maybe just enough water dripped down that it didn't drown the flower, but it was just enough flour for it to grow, even though there's no dirt. You know, oh, so thinking yeah. about it that way and understanding everything in your moment to moment instead of always worried about the thought future the success. In the thought in the back. Right. <laughs> just be in the middle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that is really incredible. Yeah. So in the book, um, A New Earth, Eckhart Tolle says, the great arises out of small things that are honored and cared for. And then in another hmm. part of the book, he says, the present moment is always small in the sense that it is always simple, but concealed within it lies the greatest power. Hmm. Another chill. Right? Yeah. So let's break it down for a second. The first part of that is the great arises out of small things that are honored and cared for. So let's think about our listener who sent in the question. Mm -hmm. She's doing small things along the way of holding space for people who are afraid or have questions. Mm -hmm. um, retelling her experience to people so that way they can have a picture in their mind of what their possibilities can look like. Yeah. Um, she had setbacks, I know, but she persevered through them and overcame them and she's doing amazingly. So um, now that she is on this path of helping other people, mm -hmm. that opens up. It's almost like a funnel mm -hmm. starting with the skinny part of the funnel. So her helping is the skinny part of the funnel and then she goes up and it just opens bigger and bigger. So because she's honoring and caring for the small details mm -hmm. of this, it's gonna open up bigger and bigger things for her down oh, the line. yeah, that's true. It, you know what, it made me think of um, when, oh, just lost my train of thought, is like when you're, when you're looking at the details of you being in the now, she was looking at the details and she's staying with gratitude about what she did because you're going to probably have somebody who goes through a heart transplant and they might have had a rough go of it mm -hmm. and they didn't see 
the possibilities as you move through of how, okay, I need to have gratitude that I'm actually here or, you know, even though they had bumps, sometimes they'll retell somebody who's going through a hardship and say, oh, just expect it might be a rough go of it. Like, I mean, and it's, it's nice to do that, but maybe she has this personality that maybe lends to it a sense of gratitude, which you can see from what she says that she feels like there was a purpose to it. Yeah. And that might help. That might be what you need to spread through to that next person is that sense of spirituality or, you know, what we're talking about, that flow that there's another sense of something because you may not want to hear it from someone who maybe doesn't have that perspective who because, hasn't been through it yeah or yeah. who's been through it but they their perspective might be less do you know what i'm saying less less gracious right less full of gratitude or they don't have that connection yet it sounds like maybe she's already got that connection yeah so that's her that's the way she's able to spread and maybe Eckhart Tolle he knows that connection is in that now moment mm-hmm. and that's why it's working for him as well. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and I think that you actually explained it really well because I think that's a big part of um, the spiritual journey, the connected journey, whatever you want to call it, is having gratitude for the now. And it's that, I, you know, little things you read on Facebook memes are shared or whatever, but mm. you have to go through it to grow through it. And yeah, yeah, right. Um, another one that I was thinking of first was, what was it about gratitude? I don't know, but it, it's almost um, like you need that gratitude to go on to the next level. And I don't want to talk about it as it's actually like these it's almost levels. Like a test. Don't you think of it, the harder you get a curveball, it's almost like a test to see. Like you're testing yourself how much you can bring yourself back to alignment Mm. in that chaos. Do you know what I'm saying? I do. I do. Like it's almost like, can you, can you do this? Let's see. You know, prove it. Yeah. Like now I'm going to make you really do it. And it's almost like you are giving yourself these challenges because if you believe in that higher self that you're here to grow and you go through that challenge because you won't know until you're actually in it how you're going to respond that's right and then that's the real test to see how you're going to handle it yeah and i think that always keeping gratitude in your daily life even if it's not something as huge as a heart transplant just in daily life if you wake up in the morning um, having gratitude that you woke up today. Mm-hmm. Um, if, you know, if it's a day off, for example, like if my husband doesn't have to go to work, he brings me coffee in bed. Aww. And um, I always say like, honey, I can get up. I'll. He's like, no, I love to bring you coffee in bed. Aww. And I have so much gratitude for that because mm-hmm. it's such an effort and it's such a, yeah. but that's one of the ways he shows me that he cares. And yeah. I have such gratitude for that because it's such an intimate thing yeah you know so just in the little things gratitude I know we hate to have to cook dinner again tonight but gratitude Mm -hmm. that we have food that we can cook for dinner tonight true so if you really stop daily and take stock in your life several times a day Mm -hmm. you'll see all the things you have to be grateful for so true Mm -hmm. yeah so the second part of that was the present moment is always small in the sense that it is always simple, but concealed within it lies the greatest power. 
So I feel like that goes back again to the idea of the present moment. Yeah, it's simple. However, doing the simple mundane things are the things that are going to lead you to the bigger things. Yeah, true. Yeah. Um, one other thing that I had written down just as a note about this that Eckhart Tolle said is anxiety, stress, and negativity cut you off from that power. So the greatest power, he says, is concealed within the simple small things. But if you're stressed, if you have anxiety, or if you're negative, it cuts you off from that greatest power. So true. Yes. Because it's like you, like, it. it's like I look back on how I handled the situation. It was a tiny, small situation. And I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, why did I say that? I'm like, because because I was not, I was stressed out. I had a couple things happen and I was, I was like in a, in not a good mood and I could see where it happened. But when I actually went through it, I'm like, ugh. I'm like, why did I react that way? And I say this to someone and I, I didn't mean it. And, you know, I'm like, I, I didn't handle that very well. And I, you, it's like, you look back on it and you say, oh, I did not handle that very well. I need another chance. Like I almost say to myself, I need another chance because now I got to see if I can do it under the same circumstances. I always think about it like that. And I'm wondering if that's what he's referring to. Yeah. I mean, I think it's great that you're able to, I don't think everyone in the place where they are in their own journey is able to look at a situation and say, oof, I didn't handle that well. Mm -hmm. What could I have done better? And you know, backtrack and say, okay, if this happens to me again, I know better, so I'll do better. Yeah. And the knowing better, I think, is being present in the moment of what happened Mm -hmm. and understanding that it wasn't who you are at your core. Right. And so next time, if it happens again. So is he saying try to make sure you don't have the negativity, anxiety on board during that moment? Like maybe he is there is that what he's basically saying like does he give you tools and how to avoid those those pitfalls to help you handle something better in the now you know what i'm saying in the now moment so he explains things things in such a way um he'll give little examples and things but one of the things he talks a lot about is the ego and Mm. these are the things that come from the ego the anxiety the stress the negativity and his feeling is that the ego is not the self so it's like it's a separate being inside of you Mm. so you are this soul being in an earthly body the ego is almost like a duplicate of you that also lives in there like that catches that has all the 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 trash or the the yeah what is it like the matrix you put around or the around yourself right from the beginning when you were born like all these like little little traumas you probably felt about yourself that might have been wrong because you perceived it wrong right but why who knows why you perceived it that way nobody can know yeah um and then so it's formed this construct that you like that isn't based in who you really are right you wonder if that's what he's saying it's like what is it the mind body matrix or something there's somewhere i read that they call it the mind-body matrix. I think huh. it's the law of one. 
I, that's an, that's for another episode. Another Tell episode. About that later. Yeah. <laughs> well, Eckhart Tolle also talks about the pain body. And so that's what made me think of it was um, thinking about, you know, yourself with your ego as a separate self living inside of you. And the pain body is a separate self living inside of you. So that's where um, you feel all your, your pain, your depression, your anxiety. Um, is or, that the ego too? Or is that different from the no, ego? No, it's different. From what oh. I understood, it's different. Okay. But you and I were actually talking about Eckhart Tolle's childhood and how he has always had depression and um i'm trying to remember exactly how the story went and you can fill in the gaps that okay. i'm missing if yeah, you can yeah try to remember but yeah so he say. always um was depressed and he just had a tough childhood like severe depression severe depression yeah. um he always felt like a failure even as an adult like yeah. he i think he was asked to be a literature professor at cambridge or something and he still felt like a failure or I might not be remembering this exactly, but it was something big like that. Yeah. And it still, he felt like a failure. And then it wasn't until one night yeah. he was so depressed, so severely depressed that he was suicidal. And then that is when he came up with this theory of the pain body. And he realized that that depression was Separate. the pain body it was separate from his body and that's what stopped him from committing suicide well that yes that's what that when i i had listened to that most recent thing on Eckhart Tolle is that on youtube he was talking about that that night and he said he almost like he had this epiphany that there were two separate parts of him and he's always and he's in it's never been the same since like he he could see it he could pull himself away from that pain, maybe that pain body, and he knew it wasn't him. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That this was a separate thing that he could see. He was just in it. He couldn't see it until you pull yourself away. You know, once I read his book, ever since that time, I've been able to... I mean, we just go through life, right? And we don't see our own faces because mm -hmm. we're only looking out. And right. we don't, whatever. But now, since I've read this book, I can feel sometimes how my soul is inside my body, but separate from my body. So it's almost like I'm in this gigantic house, for example, so if you're in a house, you're a person in a house. Mm -hmm. You're not part of the house. I sometimes can make myself feel like my soul is in my body, <coughs> but I'm not part of my body. They're two separate things. Yeah. It's the craziest feeling, but if you sit with it and think on it, it's almost like my soul is looking out of these windows that are my eyes but I understand that the eyes are not part of my soul. It's that's where meditation brings you. Yeah. That and I'm curious to see it was after you read that book, huh? I, I think it was. So people find the same thing happens to them after they do consistent meditation. Mm -hmm. You're in that quiet moment and you start being able to pull yourself away from the chaos. 
um, within yourself and also within others too. Mm -hmm. It's almost like you can you can step away and you have this calm and you probably are realizing that that oh there's this stillness inside me and that's sometimes what I find I'm like how come I shouldn't be this calm in this situation why am I okay right and you're like oh because I'm sitting in my power or right. my source or my soul or I'm sitting in I'm aligned correctly Mm-hmm. So that's really, I think, where you want to be at all times, but it's hard to be there at all times. It's hard to maintain, but the more you practice it, yes. the better you get at it. Mm-hmm. And there was a time where I practiced meditation all the time, like laying in bed at night when I woke up in the morning, just sitting in the house, whatever. Mm-hmm. And one day my daughter was talking, but I was in this meditative place where my eyes were open and I was there and aware that she was talking but I wasn't really hearing what she was saying because I was meditating and finally she goes mommy are you even listening to me (laughs) I was like I'm sorry I was not listening to you (laughs) like she snapped me out but that's kind of like daydreaming yeah yeah, right to be able to let yourself go into that place of stillness is a tool because you can just remove yourself from that negativity. Right. Yep. So I yeah. think this is a great place to take a break for our sponsor. We'll be right back. So let's get back to this thought of finding your life purpose. Um, again, referencing Eckhart Tolle, you know, what do you need to happen to know you found your life's purpose? Do you need to make a lot of money? Does that, once you've made a lot of money, have you now found your life's purpose? Is helping people your life's purpose? How about entertaining people? Is that what you're here to do? Um, What about making people happy? Is that your life's purpose? What do you think? Like, you asking me? I'm asking you. (laughs) You looking at me? I don't know. I, um, I I was told once by... Um, one of the psychics we listened to, I had done a, a reading with her and then I've, I've had other ones say the same thing that, um, uh, she said, which I, it seemed, I, I seem to align with that. She says, you're an uplifter. You're, and I'm like, well, I don't really feel like that. But she's like, no, she goes, you're not, you know, some people come in here, their job is to forgive or anything like that. It, or do something but she says you're just to bring um to lighten things up mm-hmm. and um I'm like yeah I would have to say I would agree with that in some respects um not that I'm going to use somebody else's idea of what I am right. because I think that's the whole point is for us to align and feel that knowing that you know what you're purposes it's a good and jumping off point though. it is a good jumping off point to say that yeah, that sounds right. You know what I mean? I'm sure there's more to that, but yes, that's what I feel. How about you? So I always used to think my life's purpose was to be a mom. That's really, really all I ever wanted to do. I knew I wanted to be a mom, whatever, that was my life's purpose. And then, I mean, I hate to bring everything back to Eckhart Tolle, <laughs> but... Um, that is you know, the name of his book, though. <laughs> it is, it is. But his point is that your life's purpose is that a purpose 
Or is that your label for now? True. Right? Because yeah. I am a mom and I do feel like it's the most rewarding thing I've ever done in my life and the thing I'm the most proud of. Mm-hmm. But they're going to grow up and move away. Right. And you and I were talking about this. Like, once the kids go, it's just my husband and I. Yeah. And, you know, we've had conversations about you want to stay on the same page. You want to stay a team because right. it doesn't seem when they're young that they're going to move out very quickly. But yeah, they're growing up way too fast. Mm-hmm. Like, shockingly. Exactly. <laughs> they, they have their own minds now. Yep. So, um, do you feel like maybe that mothering energy that you would feel like you bring out to others? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, maybe mm-hmm. you felt like you wanted to be a mom because, because I sense from people sometimes is they have this mothering energy that they do with people that just makes people feel at home when they go to their home or when they're in their presence. They, people just feel safe. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, oh, okay. Yeah. Everything's going to be all right. You know Safe I mean? and comfortable. Yeah. And that could be, I mean, my mom, I feel like I talk about my mom in every episode. That's I'm sorry. fine. Um, She's the one who's helping us out anyway. Right? I know. <laughs> um, she always wanted to be a mother. She initially wanted 12 kids. Um, Holy smoke. She didn't have 12, so <laughs> not even close. But um, I participated in a mediumship circle one day and one of the other people who was there looked at me and she said I have your mom I know it's your mom energy your mom is here she's showing me that her job on the other side is to help welcome all the children who come (gasps) and you know she greets them and she you know, basically gets them settled and she welcomes them all. And like, she just looked so happy and it it just so clearly that did seem like it was her life's purpose, right? Because she had us and she was all the other, like our friends and stuff called her mom and with her last name, with our last name, you know, and, um, and now I hear that that's what she's doing on the other side. So that is interesting. But she never felt like she needed the career, for example, or the yeah. title or the whatever. So maybe being a mother was her life's purpose. Yeah. And I wonder if people feel like they're, when they hit vice president of a corporation or something, like that's their purpose is to run that company. Yeah. And maybe that is. Or is that your ego right? that enjoys the title yes, right. and the perks that come with it? Mm-hmm. And I think that is the truth, that some people enjoy the title. Some people just have an energy to them that's calm, that they know how to work with people, and they do a really good job at it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you can see where they're comfortable with what they're doing. And they care about the people that they're with because they'll – Sometimes keep people on the insurances when they really are told not to. Right. You know what I mean? Things right. like that. They're know? always helping. Yes. So they're probably helping or they're being responsible to say, I've got to give this, I've got to keep these jobs because this person could be without a job. I'm going to figure out a way to cut costs somewhere so I can just keep my people on. Yep. You know what I mean? Those little things matter, which don't matter in big companies much anymore, but you know, that ethical that's what I think is when you realize they're the ones who's supposed to be there. And then so maybe the job position isn't the purpose, but the bringing the ethics in 
to support people, to protect people, yeah. to guide people yeah. is the life purpose. So they can do their life's purpose. Because if they right. don't have a job, they can't do their life's purpose. Right. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's almost like you're helping others. Yeah. I like that. So, you know, you feel like like the energy to me of your life purpose mm-hmm. is an uplifted energy. It's a high vibrating energy. Mm-hmm. Um, and Eckhart says in his book, you do not become good by trying to be good, but by finding the goodness that is already within you and allowing that goodness to emerge. Mm. So he's saying there's goodness in all of us. You don't have to go out and find the good and the, you know, find the good thing that can now be your life purpose. Yeah. You already have it inside of you. That's your gift. That's your gift. So how do you find the gift that's inside of you? Yes. Well, what we always say and what we're always told is go back to your breath, go back to meditation. Mm -hmm. In those times of questioning, you can ask God, you can ask your spirit guides, you can ask your angels, Mm -hmm. whoever you would ask, ask them a question and just wait for the answer. So... Do your protection too. Do your protection first. <laughs> we of always course. say that. Yes. Say your prayers, Protect your, yourself. Bring Nothing but energy. the highest and best yes. can come to you. Yeah. Um, and then put your question out there. Yeah. To all your people, all your spirit team, mm-hmm. and then sit in meditation with it. And maybe yeah. your answer isn't going to come right away, but maybe in the mundane mundane things that you do, like folding laundry or washing dishes or driving in your car. Turn the radio off yeah, and just find a peace inside of yourself while you're driving and the answer might come then. Yeah. So it's in the silence is where we hear the answer. Yes, I agree with Are you. Are you the person who said this, that praying is the question and meditation is the answer? Like no. we're Praying is, someone told me this and it made so much sense, like praying is you asking the question to God, for example, meditating is listening for God to give you the answer. I like that. I like it too. Yeah. So what I started doing, um, my friend gave me a journal for my birthday. It's gorgeous. It has a stone on the front of it and this sweet little lock. It's handmade. It's leather. Bring that in next time. I want to see it. I'm going to have to show it to you. But that's my question and answer journal now. So I wrote a question that I want an answer to. Like, I can't even think what my first question was in the book, but say it was something like, um, how am I going to help my, I don't know, how am I going to help my son overcome this problem he's having with a friend. Yeah. This is a totally made up question, but you know what I mean? That's something I would write. Like, how am I going to help my son overcome this problem he has with his friend surrounding a girl or whatever? I don't know. Um, But then you sit in meditation and you, you know, read, read your question. That's fine. But sit in meditation and just see what comes. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to sit and repeat the question. You don't have to. The question's now out there in the universe. Mm-hmm. Right? So once you think it, 
you don't even have to speak it or write it. Once you think it, that's a thought in the universe. You just put that energy out. So in meditation, you can listen for the answer. Okay, because this was another Abraham Hicks one that Jerry and Esther Hicks. When you go into meditation, once you get into that stillness and there's nothing, then you wait for like something to come to you. Mm-hmm. And they said sometimes those are important because only from that stillness are you going to get accurate information um, that you need to know. And it, in whether, like you said, that's your higher self telling you what you need to do because you're getting in alignment with your higher self when you're meditating. Right. So, And sometimes I think people on the outside, granted, there's a lot of things going on that I think people are, it's hard to know, and this is having a good compass within you as long as you're doing all the tools that when people you you go about your day and people say certain things to you and you're like oh and they say they give you a compliment and they say oh you're good at that that's something and and you'll be like you'll know if it's right you'll be like oh is that my talent and then then you know okay maybe that's part of what I'm supposed to do with my life's purpose is right. use that talent somehow yep you know what I mean and the things that you remember you love to do when you were a child Yes. I think you need to remember that too. That kind of helps you give a gauge if you list those of what you is contributing to what your life purpose was. Yeah, I think that that's spot on. You know, when I went back, I made the decision to go back to school for massage therapy years ago. And I remembered my aunt down in Florida who always used to say, you're the best back massager. You're the best. You know Aww. what I mean? And not, but when I made the decision, I remembered the memory. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And I was yeah. like, huh, that's yeah. funny because I was so little then. And every time we would go every year, yeah. every time we went down to visit, she would have me work on her back. Oh, interesting. And I was so little. <laughs> so weird. Oh. You just had the magic touch. Well, and you know what you were just saying about just sitting with it and then the answer comes yeah um in his book Eckert says the decision arrives ready made so to speak it comes through awareness not through thinking you wake up one morning and you know what to do yeah that's so true it's that knowing yep you're like oh and you didn't even it wasn't a it wasn't necessarily a thought no it was something that came to you it could have been a thought that came to you and you're like oh I know that well, just like, right. yes, just like the listener said, how by her niece's poster, she said, oh, I'm going to get my new heart on St. Patrick's mm-hmm. Day. There you go. And she truly got her new heart on St. Patrick's Day. So she's already got that train somehow in her. So she's she'll already in out. the flow. Yep. Yep. She's just going to remember. I think she's, she's probably thinking that. Uh, I think sometimes you can overthink your life's purpose, but if you keep that direction of things that are coming to you, it's going to come in the time it needs to come. Right. And get your thinking mind out of it. Mm-hmm. Just, she had no idea why that thought came to her, Yeah, but it came to her because that thought was just floating around in the flow. Yeah. And then her thinking mind is like, wait, why did I say that? Yeah. Or once it happened, she's like, wait, how did I know that? And that's mm-hmm. natural to do, but... Yep. But she was in the now moment. She was in the now. That's why it came. That's exactly right. Because she was just doing something with a little child, a, a nice a reminder. Yeah. Yep. So, you know, we talked about, like, is success money? 
is, or is your life's purpose success? Is your life's purpose money? Blah, blah, blah. But um, Eckhart says, don't let a mad world tell you that success is anything other than a successful present moment. Every success is no more than a passing delusion. Mm, that is the truth. Yeah, that's pretty deep. Yeah. Because, you know, your success, while it feels good in the moment, two minutes later, it's a passing moment. It already mm-hmm. happened. Yeah. So now it's just a thought or what he calls a delusion. It's mm-hmm. just a memory of something that happened two minutes ago. It's already fleeting. Yep. So success is a successful present moment. Yes. So you might be the floor sweeper at your corporation or you might be the CEO at your corporation, but every moment in every day you get to facilitate success or not. Yes. So true. Doesn't matter what you do. Yes. Yeah, I, I'm get, not, I totally get that. I'm not really sure that we've helped her figure out her life's purpose, but I hope that this talk of, you know, maybe just to the key points we talked about, mm-hmm. like one of the things was putting a question out to the universe, you know, please show me my life's purpose or please point me in the direction of my life's purpose. Yes. And then do meditation and contemplation try to keep the thinking mind out of it as much as possible and see where that takes you. See if you wake up in the middle of the night and have a thought that seems like it's out of nowhere, that might be your answer or the poster that you don't have any idea why it means something. That could be your answer. You know, I agree. Yeah. I, I think it's just no seeing those tools that you're going to use when you're aligned and in the flow and you know, they're going to come. So yeah, I think that's it. Do you want to pull a card? Sure. All right. Well, I pulled this card while you were talking because I was like just kind of shuffling while we're yapping away. And it was, um, this is from the Energy Oracle um, cards by Sandra Ann Taylor. And uh, it's, I pulled the Cornucopia card and it says, Wishes Fulfilled. An abundant harvest and great blessings are waiting for you, and you may even find all of your wishes fulfilled. This cornucopia of gifts from the universe can come in the form of financial riches, job fulfillment, romantic love, or all of the above. When you receive the cornucopia upright, you know that you've done important work and it's about to pay off. The seeds you've planted in your energy and in your life are ready to be harvested in some significant ways. Get ready for a great feast of abundant value is being prepared for you now, and spirit is applauding all of your effort. I love that. So I'm wondering how that that might be something for the 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 listener that gave us the idea. Yeah. So somehow it's moving forward, and maybe there's something that she's going to abundantly. Because what did he say? That your successes are in every now. Now. Yeah. Every. Let me see what I wrote down, just so we get it right. Um, Success. Don't let a mad a mad world tell you that success is anything other than a successful present moment. Yeah. So it's basically that card made me feel like that cornucopia. It's just collecting all the successes along the way. Mm -hmm. And then suddenly you realize the abundance that you have from all the successes. Yep. Because you've manifested within each moment. Yes. Oh, that's 
perfectly on point with what we were saying about in the now. And um, so I actually pulled a card too. I didn't know that. I did. And I kind of think it could be helpful to (gasps) what we're talking about because this card, it's from the soul coaching book or the soul coaching deck. And it's by Denise Lynn. And the card that fell out for me is healing. And the card itself says, phenomenal healing energy flows through every cell in your body. Healing is occurring. You're a natural healer. You're on the mend and or a situation is being resolved. Have faith that it is happening. Your soul wants you to know healing is natural. Everything in nature has the intrinsic ability to restore itself. You're a part of the world, so you also have this innate ability. Often healing often healing needs to occur on the inner planes before it can manifest on the outside. To assist this process, focus on what's great and let go of what isn't working or what's wrong. Hold the vision of the solution that you desire. Be patient and trust that recovery is occurring in its own time and way. Nature is one of our greatest healers, so spend time with the trees, soak up the rays in the sun, and dance in the rain. Mm-hmm. That is for the listener. Absolutely. <laughs> it sure is. Because, um, and it goes so much yeah. with what Eckert says in his book, because mm-hmm. it said, what part? Don't focus on what's wrong or what isn't working yeah he goes into great detail in this book to say you first have to see what doesn't work or what doesn't feel good to be able to move past it to find what does feel good so you can it's almost like you have to weed it out yeah yeah Yeah. it's your it's your compass yep so don't focus on it just be like eh, that doesn't feel like it resonates with me Eh." That mm-hmm. doesn't feel like, and just keep going, almost like going through the brush yes, and just finding your way. Yeah. That's so, yeah, that's so on point, I think. Yeah. But I do think that this is for her. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that she's done the physical healing, but I'm sure all along she's done the mental and emotional healing that comes with it. And I think that this works for any part of our lives. You have to do the inner work before you start to reap the benefits, the cornucopia, if you will, from your card um, that life has to offer to you. For sure. Yeah. If you don't clean up what's on the inside and look at your shadow self and Mm -hmm. like you said, you didn't like how you handled that situation. Mm -hmm. So you wanted a redo so you could handle it better. Mm -hmm. And that is what we're talking about when we say clean up the inside, do the healing within yourself yeah. so you can have the abundance outwardly. Yes. Yep. So Indeed. I hope we helped. I'm not sure we did, but either way, it was a great discussion. Yeah, so, I agree. As you go through your week, just remember to always say, darling, so it goes, and keep moving forward. And, and don't forget to go within. Have a great night. Good night.